Hello, sweet love, and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine life coach, and this is a place where we discuss all the things that make us feel better in and about our body and our life and everything. And today, I am going to talk about my approach to weight loss, which is a large portion of what I do as a coach. And it's also a very uncomfortable conversation for me to have and to share because of my own drama with it and my fear that something I say will upset somebody or not land right. (laughs) I have actually recorded this podcast and actually even published a version of this once and then promptly took it down three and a half minutes later. I've done it many times. So if this lands in your ears, know that I am leaning into my discomfort on this big time. Please also know that I do not think that our weight has any indication of whether we can be happy or whether we can love ourselves or whether we're worthy. None of that is true. And you are inherently worthy because you are here and you are fucking awesome. Okay. I'm going to get into it now. (laughs) So we've been conditioned to this idea that weight loss should happen quickly, right? It's been kind of shoved in our face all our lives, that if we take this pill or injection or only eat some prepackaged protein plan, we will lose all the weight in like three days and finally be beautiful. And then we will also like ourselves. We will love ourselves. Our life will be amazing because we will have finally reached the destination of beauty and our perceived idea of our ideal weight. So that's how we do it, because it's what we think will work. And honestly, it does. If your goal is to lose weight quickly, doing something extreme does work. But not if you want to lose uncomfortable weight and actually keep it off. If you want to lose weight and actually keep it off, the data clearly shows that a gradual approach will increase long-term success. This is because if we go slow and take our time, we create new habits and behaviors and a new relationship with food and with ourselves. But why is nobody talking about that, right? I think it's probably because it's a lot harder to make money off of someone who's just gradually losing weight and loving themselves and feeling better by nourishing their body and gut health and It's harder to profit when someone starts to step into their own worth and question what the hell is with the immense pressure to be supermodel thin any way. Why are we all trying to look like we're 25 when we're 45 or 55? What in the actual hell is going on there, right? We've had babies and surgeries and health things and all kinds of shit and... Our hormones have been on a wild ride of madness for a long time. 
I have resisted talking about weight loss here because it's been such a personal pain point for most of my life. And I never want anyone to feel shame like I have when it comes to their body. But I also realized I want to talk about it because I think there's a really important part of the conversation that's left out constantly and that I want to talk about. So give me courage (laughs) and hopefully this will be reaching your ears. As a woman who struggled to like my body for the majority of my life and then finally reached a place where weight and looking 28 no longer became the most important marker of my physical vessel's worth, I want to talk about what weight loss could mean to those of us in our 40s and up. Weight loss from a health perspective, not from a worthiness or shame or inadequacy perspective, right? This is a very important distinction to me. And listen, please know that if you're here and you don't identify as a woman who's in her 40s or up, I love you and this will apply to you as well. And I love that you're here. But to the women who have lived a life and whose body has been through some things, this is my weight loss love letter for you. Okay, I always want to work around this goal of feeling better. And sometimes people talk to me and they say like, Gwen, what do you mean when you say in your copy and content, you help people feel better? That's so vague and abstract. What do you even mean? You know, this is like my business coaches and whatnot. And I think sweet love. You don't know because you don't know. You don't know what it's like to feel like your body is an uncomfortable home that you're forced to live in. You don't know what it's like to feel like your digestion is on fire or your depression is increasing, even though you're on the medication and doing all the things. You don't know what it's like to pour your life into your children and work and everything and then find yourself drained and exhausted and overweight. You don't know what it's like to have your mind spinning in a twisted anxiety tangle so you can't sleep and you live your life exhausted and panicked. You don't know what it's like to be lonely in a life full of people. You don't know what it's like to feel like your hormones are out to get you or you're so bloated people ask if you're six months pregnant or you have IBS or leaky gut or an autoimmune disease that seems to have the most randomly persistent symptoms that make you think about your health 100% of the time, taking you out of actually enjoying your life that you've worked so dang hard to build. You don't know what it's like to feel like your clothes were all made for another body or everything you put on feels like you're spilling out of a casing. You don't know what it's like to feel outside of your body all the time. You don't know what it's like to feel like your body is a hostile environment. There's a lot of reasons why we might not feel good in our body or feel good about our body, but the road to changing that has some very clear directions when it comes to lifestyle. In my experience, uh, 
The very first coordinate in the GPS is learning how to listen to our body and become aware of what's going on and why we're doing the things that might not be helping us out. This can be very hard to do on our own because we're so conditioned and so comfortable with our current thought frameworks that we will believe them like they're facts instead of ideas we've been believing for a really long ass time, right? This is why I think coaches are a fantastic addition to a person's life because their job is to not believe your shit and to question you on it so you decide if you want to continue to believe it or to create new thoughts that are more aligned with your goals and with who you really are. However, if you're not working with a coach, I suggest spending time once a day for like at least 30 minutes journaling about something that's on your mind and really challenging yourself to see things from a different perspective. Question yourself and every damn thought you come up with. Like in a nice way, I never want to bring judgment or self-criticism or bad vibes towards yourself. You want to question yourself with love, but also like you're a lawyer looking for holes in your story, okay? Intensely. And this might seem like a total waste of your time, but if you want to make change anywhere in your life and feel like it's hard to do that, this is the work you need to do. Our thoughts are messing with us all of the dang time. They're also what can create the life we want, right? Or, or derail us from even trying to reach for the life that we want. And these thoughts, I mean, they might sound like, that's nice for those people, but it's not available for me. It's great that Susan over there gets to succeed. She's got a supportive husband and older kids and makes more money and clearly has better genetics, obviously. Or I fail at everything, so this won't work for me. Or if I had more time, oh my God, if I had more time, I would be able to take better care of myself. Or I would never, oh my gosh, these are huge. This is big. I would never survive without my daily glass or two of wine or my cheese and baguette or my bowl of ice cream. Like I would, life wouldn't even be worth living. Or there's other things too, like food is the only thing that makes me feel good, right? Our thoughts around why we can't do things or why we're not succeeding or all of these things They feel very real and we really want to believe them because then it gives us an excuse, but they're not helping us out, right? And they might also be a lot deeper than that. They might be really mean, things that are hurtful. Um, The thoughts we think about ourselves can be really brutal and really have a huge impact on our ability to progress through our change. So tread lightly. If things come up in your journaling practice, which I know you're going to do because you want to make changes, reach out for help. You know, it's not, this is, there's no shame in needing help in this. We're not meant to do 
life alone. We're not meant to have all the answers. We thrive when we have a guide, just like heroes in the stories. They need a guide. You need a guide. I need a guide. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore with the guides, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, when I think about weight loss now for myself or my clients, I think about sleep. I can't even tell you how important sleep is to any kind of weight loss plan. Why is that protein shake company not talking to you about the importance of sleeping and relaxing and resting? Why? When you're tired as you know what, you just try and resist your body's intense food cravings for quick energy. Guess what? Quick energy comes from the form of fast food. It comes in the form of sugar. It comes in the form of caffeine. It comes in the form of a glass of wine. Or I think about finding joy in movement, not obsessing over how far you ran or what your Strava rank is. Joy in movement. Our bodies, all bodies are designed to move. But because our culture has created this ridiculous divide between who gets to be athletic and who's labeled as lazy or some shit, so many people forget that at one point in their lives, they loved to move in some capacity. I mean, they learned how to walk. They were crawling all over the place. You used to do something at some point that was movement that brought you a shit ton of joy. I mean, seriously, that is how our body is designed. It is designed to move. We just forget that shit. (laughs) I think about if you have something in your life that makes you feel alive and joyful and like a person outside of your responsibilities. Listen, if you don't have something exciting or intriguing or interesting going on in your life that is just for you, It is very hard to feel motivated and engaged in your life or interested in the slightest in all the incredible effort you need to take to eat better or go to bed without binge watching the latest Shondaland series, right? I think about your energy level and how to create more by learning to listen and love your body. We cannot successfully heal a body we hate. We just cannot. So I think about if you love yourself, what that means. What does that look like to you? I think about getting clear on what kind of life you want to have and what you want your future to look like and how you want to feel in your future. And man, this is hard for most adults to answer. If I asked you, right now, what you want your life to look like in like 10 years, would you have a clear answer for me? Like right at the top of your thoughts. Most of us stop doing this practice because as we age, we stop believing that things are available to us. But I will tell you what, if you stop thinking about what you want your life to be like in five or 10 or 15 or 20 years, you will be right where you are now. And if you love where you are now, I love that for you. But if there's areas that need improvement, think about them. Think about it. Imagine what it would look like if they were improved. 
As adults, our fear of failing becomes bigger than our desire or potential, so we give up and just fail ahead of time. This leads us to a life of blahs and meh and emptiness. It actually leads to increased depression and anxiety and poor health choices. I think about if the things you think you want are actually just easy things you're doing and not actually the things you want. (laughs) Bear with me here. Things like zoning out with a bag of chips seems enjoyable. So we think it's what we want, right? But when we examine it more deeply, we often discover that what we really want is, I don't know, love and connection, but we don't feel like we have that at home or whatever. Like there's a zillion things we really want, but the effort to achieve them feels too daunting or overwhelming. So we numb ourselves with food and drink and shopping and drugs and screens and also other things like over-exercising or spinning out on learning more and more and more instead of actually doing any actions, right? I think about what activities are causing you to feel uncomfortable in your body and what thoughts are perpetuating them and what beliefs you've created about yourself after a lifetime of thinking those thoughts. Yeah, that sounds weird, but it is exactly what I do as a coach. I'm going to say it again because I want you to actually think about this. What activities are causing you to feel uncomfortable in your body and what thoughts are perpetuating them? And then what beliefs have you created about yourself? What identity have you created after a lifetime of believing those thoughts? I think about how you're managing your stress and if your body is stuck in a stress response. For many people, myself included, this stress response started when we were kids. If we grew up in um, an unpredictable environment, this can start to perpetuate this kind of low-grade stress response because we're always scanning for danger or things like that. And also, for many of us, we're always trying to fix it. This has been a huge one for me personally to understand and try and figure out. And I had no idea until one day I was out for a run with one of my greatest friends who happens to be a functional medicine doctor. And we were talking about why my gut can still sometimes be an issue after all these years of doing all the right things. And with her like fantastic questions, I realized this epic piece of my story and how I've just thread it through every part of my life. And so I perpetually feel unsafe. My body knows that and is responding to that and is just holding on to everything. That was huge for me, man. And I know all of this might seem totally unrelated to your weight or to your weight loss goals, But in my experience, when we start to view weight loss as a byproduct instead of the main show, it becomes a beautiful thing. It is so healing and motivating and energizing and 
fulfilling and life just blossoms into something so much bigger and more beautiful, so much more available and expansive. So if you're out there right now wanting to lose weight, the first thing I always recommend is to ditch the scale. And yes, other people are going to yell about this outrageous suggestion. But honestly, when has the scale been your friend? When have you looked down between your feet and thought, yes, I am loved. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am enough. I'm doing enough. I'm doing this right. Honestly, I have yet to work with a client who has had that relationship with the scale. Instead, the scale constantly reminds us, sometimes multiple times a day, that we're not where we should be or we're not doing good enough or we better skip something to ditch that surprise extra pound added since yesterday or some other poison thought that makes us feel like shit. Because let me ask you this. When you think thoughts that make you feel like shit, so when you feel like shit about yourself, what do you want to do? What are the actions that follow you not feeling good, not feeling good about yourself? Do you want to make a salad or go for a walk or call your besties and plan a day at the beach with the kids? No. When we feel like shit, our brain tells us we need to do something real quick to feel better. And there is literally nothing that makes us feel better faster than food. Okay? This is like fast track to feeling better. But we then often will make choices that perpetuate us feeling bad about ourselves or us actually physically feeling bad. And one more thing on the scale, (laughs) bit of a rant here. I really dislike that we've been taught to measure our success by a number. This might be because I hate math, but I don't think so. (laughs) People tell me, Gwen, if you're telling people not to weigh themselves every day, how are they tracking their progress? How will they know if if they're succeeding or successful? And I'm like, um... I don't suggest we use the number on the scale as the indication of success ever. I suggest we use our energy level, how our clothes feel, how our mood is regulated, if we can keep up with our kids, what foods we're actually craving, if we slept through the night, if we're doing fun shit that makes us happy and doesn't derail us, if we're confident enough to approach someone we think is beautiful that maybe we don't know and suggest doing something together, if we feel positive about our life, if we're waking up looking forward to the day, if we feel calm and peaceful, if we notice we aren't being triggered by everything, if we feel mentally and physically and emotionally healthy and strong, If we feel like we're being a good example and role model to our kids, and if we feel better, why would a number on a scale be any more important than anything I mentioned above? Why would a number on a scale be more important than how you feel in your body and how you feel about yourself? Why? Listen, (laughs) 
I, if you have, I don't know, tell me if you've got an answer, but just so you know, I don't think anything is more important than you feeling better than everyone feeling better. It was a bit of a rant, but you get the point. If you want to lose weight, start paying attention to how you feel on how you want to feel and Think about what actions will actually help you feel that way. Then just try and fold small things into your life that will help generate that reality for you, okay? It's not about needing to do everything at once. When I talk about the things that I am paying attention to, that's my job. That's what I do for a living, and I love it. But when it applies to you, it's just about finding the next right thing, the small step that you can take. Maybe it's starting to starting your day with a five-minute walk, or maybe it's starting your meal with greens. No matter what you're eating, just I'm going to start every meal with greens. Or maybe it's hydrating. Or, I mean, I don't know because it's so personal where people start, but it's just starting somewhere and becoming comfortable with that new thing. And then folding it into your life and building on it and knowing that it shouldn't be easy and it shouldn't be quick. There's no rapid plan for this. There's no magic pill that will actually just make you feel better. Yes, there is things that will make you lose weight. But in addition to that, if that's what you choose, you also need to do the work that's going to heal your body. You also need to do the work that's going to reduce the stress load and prioritize the sleep and manage your anxiety and make you feel alive as a human, right? I clearly could go on about this all damn day, but I know you're busy and my senior dog is totally giving me the big eyes right now, so I need to bring him outside, but If this landed with you and you want to learn more, there's information in the links or links below. There's also a fantastic free offering of just like, there's just like an epic list of places to start, things that you can do in 10 minutes or less that will generate you feeling better and you having more energy and feeling empowered in your choices. So there's a link to that. There's also a link to applying to be on the wait list to working with me. I can only work with a limited number of people at a time. So if you are struggling with this and you really are committed to making change, get on my list, all right? And if you know someone who needs this, if you know someone who has been struggling with this for a long time, share this with them. I created this podcast to share a different way of thinking about ourselves and a different way of thinking about our health and a different way to approach everything. And you're here. And that can be an indication that somebody else you know might also benefit from this information. So share it, babe. I love you for it. And listen, you better know for damn sure right now, that you are already so incredible and so worthy and so lovable and so beautiful and you are enough, right damn 
now.